listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon, and I'm really excited to welcome back to the studio Sadia Osmani, who's in for this week's Chinwag. Sadia, it's great to see you. How are Good you? Good afternoon to you. I'm very well today. Not too bad at all. You're looking radiant. <laughs> You're wearing purple. For, for those of us, uh, for, for some of our listeners who are tuning in uh, on the radio, do get to Facebook Live, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio Three. You'll be able to see Sadia in her beautiful purple earrings, purple I scarf. Purple today. <laughs> I was pink last week and I thought, okay, purple today. Yeah. And it's my favourite colour. I'm just, just going to hold up, up my studio. water bottle. <laughs> so shall I just kind of carry the water bottle with me just like this? <laughs> just to match it up. <laughs> I'll put it just here yes. so you can have it in camera view. That's good. <laughs> All mix and match, you know, nothing else, right? Absolutely. And you've picked a really relevant topic today. Yeah, yeah. Talking about fears. Ah, I was thinking about fears because I thought, well, okay, we've got Halloween just around the corner and, you know, you know, only need to walk through the shops and you see all sorts of things, right? But I was looking at fear in a different respect, really, because, I mean, we all have fears and phobias about spiders and ghosts and all sorts of things that you see in all these movies that they're playing at the moment. But some of the fears that we have are much more sort of your inner fears that we have that stop us from going forward. And I think, you know, it's interesting. I, I was just looking at this article, and it's by a guy called Daniel Riley, and he specialises in personal development. And so when I was reading through this article, I was thinking, my goodness, yeah, these are all ones that you can identify with and um, there's 10 that he's actually put into this article and I think you know um, when I was looking through this I was thinking yeah actually there are quite a few of these that I can understand as to how they work so I'm going to kick off with some of those and just go down the list and I think the first one everyone I'm sure has, at some point in their life has thought about and that's the fear of failure mm. um, and you know and uh, there's a quote here from Anthony DeMello and it's an interesting one because it kind of puts it all in perspective. It says, when the archer shoots for no particular prize, he has all his skills. When he shoots to win a brass buckle, he is already nervous. When he shoots for a gold prize, he goes blind and sees two targets and is out of his mind. His skill has not changed, but the prize divides him. So that's quite an interesting one because, like, you know, we fear failure when we know, OK, I have to do this. I cannot go wrong here. But if you're just kind of a bit more chilled out about it, but relaxed about it and you don't let that anxiety bother you, then chances are you'll do a lot better. So wise words. Yeah. And I'm sure we've all experienced it. You know, you think, oh, shall I go into this? I'm not sure. It's a bit risky. You know, um, the number two one is a fear of success. Now, I could understand the whole thing about fear of failure. But success was another thing. And this is really based on the fact that success has its own sort of problems and fears, right? And that basically what it is, is that, you know, people hold back not because they're afraid of success, but because they're afraid of getting it mm. and losing it. And losing it. Which is... Hmm, get there first, you know. <laughs> worry but, about that. Yeah, we'll worry I, I about think, the rest later. I'll give it to me and I'll see how I cope. But it is something that drives people. And I suppose just that thought of it, thinking, yeah, I could do really well with this, but I don't know how I'm going to handle it. You know, you start putting these scenarios in your mind and stuff. So that was number two. Number three is, you know, these are all in a way quite linked. Fear of loss. 
Oh, yeah. Right? So uh, it's a prominent and powerful that's, that's kind of holding you back. And it stimulates negative emotions like anger that stop you from being the person that you are. And uh, you have to kind of confront those fears of losing something and enjoy things. And I can understand this because, like, you know, just like in a relationship, you, you start thinking, if you started to fear that your relationship was going to end and things like that, then you would just constantly be worrying about it. But it's about, say, treasuring each day that you have and the good things that you've got and not looking at that sort of fear of, 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 of loss. Exactly. Or, or I suppose if somebody's ill or whatever. So it's an interesting one there, you know, to keep in mind. But it's interesting how these ones, when you read through them, you start thinking... I think I've kind of witnessed that. I've felt I've that. been through that, exactly. I'll tell you what, though. I'm not not got any fear of losing weight, though. <laughs> I lose weight. No, it's the fear of not losing exactly, weight. <laughs> exactly, of not losing this time. But it's true. Fear holds us back. And I think it stems from, you know... Um, our childhood as well. I think a lot of times our parents teach us, you know, don't be scared, but it, it doesn't just happen. You can't just say don't mm. be scared because it's that state of mind mm. that sometimes we, we it builds up. It's the thoughts that sort of snowball. And, yeah. and, to, and I think sometimes our parents will then say, oh, don't be scared, just be brave. But then they don't give us any tools to, to be brave. Mm. A lot of times I've been reading and say, you should confront your fears. So How then, do you do it? Exactly, it's easier it's, said than done, isn't it? So you've got to give practical solutions. So for example, um, if I was scared of public speaking, for example, then you'd you know find opportunities where you know just you, ring me if you want to know about that. <laughs> I do that in my own time. <laughs> exactly, but you've got to do it in a, in a non scary setting. That's I mean, right. You, you don't just do that thing when you when you have a presentation. You've got to practice yeah. these things. Not exactly. Work. Exactly. But, but, you know, it's also that you question whether some of these anxieties and fears that we have are just intrinsically in our own personalities. Are they there when we're born? Are they there that are, are developed slowly? Or are we born with some sort of slight anxiety about things? It could just be personality traits. It's too. also like a protection mechanism yeah, as well, too. because we don't want people to laugh at us. We're yeah. scared of how we're being perceived. We, we yeah. want to be and appear that's a, very in a certain good way. Cue. That's mm. a very good cue for my next one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because um, number four is uh, fear of being judged. Yes. And, and it's one of the biggest fears, and it keeps sort of people in their shell, in their place, and away from everything that they could achieve. And you try, you can't really try and please everyone all the time because no one is going to be happy at the end of the day what you do you have to just be happy with but somebody else is going to find some sort of fault in it so you've got to live the life that you want but it's very again it's very easy to say because easy we all get a little it. bit conscious a little bit paranoid about every things. day we're, we're on air i mean i we often I, I i speak for myself i often say the wrong things i'm like oh no yeah. did i just say that and that just went out live on air yeah. but the truth is it does it really matter in the great scheme of lives i mean i'm not offending anybody it's just something yeah, that comes not. up yeah hopefully not no i try not to um and at the end of the day, life goes on. Yeah, you know. that's right. Okay, so <laughs> number five is fear of losing our identity. This was an interesting one um, because it says, as humans, we weave through stories in our head about who we are and what we want and what people like us to do. And these stories are easy to create, but they're difficult to scrape to escape from once they're kind of set in stone you know if you think yeah i'm this kind of person and i do this and i will make sure i do this you almost build up a kind of image for yourself mm -hmm. and an expectation uh, that you that other people would get from it 
And then it's hard to sort of break away from that sort of identity. So if you are a kind of very caring person and and then after a while you think, look, uh, people are taking advantage of me. I need to be a bit more careful now. I, I can't be that person anymore. It's hard to do that it because is. people have just got a, a set image. You know, so it, I, I can understand that too because, you know, I'll go around feeding loads of people and then I think later, the why do I do that? Yeah. It's really hard work. I shouldn't do it. But then I think, no, but that's just me. I have to do it now yeah. because I built that sort of thing. <laughs> so feeding is not bad, yeah. really. It's not a thing. So it's really, um, it's it's just this thing of understanding that you do have... Um, you can build these images up and you need to be quite careful about them because mm. that will create sort of fears in, in yourself and stuff. So that's I, interesting. I want to very quickly go back to sort of the fear of public speaking because I know people who are very good speakers, but when it comes to public speaking, they clam up and they get really, really oh, nervous. Yeah. And and the fear is real. It's very crippling for, 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 for those no, people. No, absolutely. And, and and I witnessed that and, I, and, I, and it, the transformation, as soon as, you know, um, backstage, they're all very lively, very chatty. But yep. as soon as they go on stage... One in four, you know, 75% of people... And it's very people, real, and I feel for those. Absolutely. 75% yeah. of people hate public speaking. And they would rather jump off a cliff. <laughs> they would rather do something drastic compared to getting up there. Mm. Um, I actually, in when I'm not at RTHK, I'm actually teaching. I'm actually training people on public speaking. But one of the things is that, you know, you need... It's all... It's, it's in your head. It's about you being confident in yourself to get up there but it's about preparation but it actually is I have seen people when suddenly presented to do public speaking suddenly all their skin goes red yeah. and they really start to tremble and they start sweating and and they've forgotten everything that they have to say so there is not the there is a solution to it there is a way of actually dealing with it and gradually dealing with it and I'm amazed that yeah people do get Pirate. Yeah, and um, it's paralyzing sometimes. Absolutely. But these are regular people who, when you talk to them, they have no fear and of interaction. it's such a big part of our lives exactly. now in everything that you do, whether I you're know. working Even or, for radio, look at us, we're on absolutely. We're on the camera. But, but I mean, you know, even like in job interviews or in yeah. just everyday meetings at work or just generally dealing with things to do with the family and stuff, it's kind of a very important skill to have. And if you can master it, then great you know yeah. so i won't do any more plugs for yeah. that. <laughs> um, so another one is um fear of losing control this is an interesting one uh, yeah. um many people substitute improvement and happiness with control and comfort and that's where you can go wrong and you really want to be sort of if you want to be happy and free you need to surrender control how much do we spend in terms of our time on trying to control things around us all the time i do it all the time yeah. i'm totally guilty <laughs> i'm totally yeah because you know if you've got people in the house you think okay we're going to have dinner at this time and please put your laundry here and do this and this it's like it, the more control you have you feel i i can deal with things but if but we we're just, creatures of habit, so yeah. we, we, we like the control. And, well, actually, I really admire people who are very, you know, easygoing, really chilled Absolutely. out. I think, how can you do it? How, but how are do you, you, are you like that? Do you tend to control I things? I try to mix and match, you know, things that I can control, then I'll control. 
but things that I can't, you just have to have that sort of wisdom to relinquish that because you're just going to end up stressing yourself about it. And things that you have no control, well, what can you do about it? You try and do what you can about things, but things you can't, you're just going to have to Hmm. know that you tried your best and then... You know. Yeah, I think, well, the, the primary lesson here is the pandemic, yes. frankly, because where we, and this is like applicable to us as individuals, but also in the environment and society, we've all lost it. Yeah. We have lost that control and we cannot control what is going on around us. And the pandemic has taught us, let go because there's nothing you can do and and i suppose it's uh it's something that we use in relationships too that we think no i want this i really like this person i want to be able to spend time with them but if the feeling's not mutual then you can't do anything about it like you know absolutely funny you mentioned that i was just emailing someone and it just made me think that this pandemic has has made me rethink what what my personal priorities are in life and i'm sure some of our listeners as well what are your real priorities in life you've got one life mm. got one chance at this what are your main priorities are you spending enough time dedicated to those priorities are you doing things that you want to do are you spending time with your family or friends or are you just doing the mundane everyday mm. stuff and then it makes you question it's kind no, of it's put sort your of life philosophical. in perspective absolutely but and I, I think lots of people have had the time to really reflect. weigh up their lives yeah. now with the pandemic and and now i mean in a way in hong kong we're feeling a little bit better at things are getting a bit better but certainly if you look outside and you look at the uk and things like that or across europe um things are terrible you know and people are again going through this thing and it does make you think it does really make you question the way you view things and your whole perspective on things so um the other one number seven is uh the fear of time and i suppose it's not so much time as such but it's about the fear of not having enough time Ah. that might be something again with pandemic and things that we're considering but it's a modern phenomenon according to psychology today it only originated around ten thousand years ago which is quite a long time (laughs) um but more specifically it's the fear of not having enough time it's about time anxiety where we rush around and we should be relaxing and enjoying the things that we do but we're thinking oh if i don't do this i i I won't have time to do this and you get agitated and you you're not content um and then goodness i've never heard of that i mean i've never heard of time anxiety but i've experienced that yes i don't have enough time for this (laughs) (laughs) i'm kind of really quite like i am always doing something and i I i've just saying to you before we started that lately I'm, i'm not so busy but um i don't like having time on my hands yeah. i like to be able to say oh i've got this to do and i've got that to do you Which should be enjoying it keeps, yeah. i know i know i just it's a luxury and I, tried. <laughs> I put on netflix yesterday yeah. and i thought no watch a movie <laughs> it was quite a good movie actually yes. but i'll tell you about that next week <laughs> and um uh, number eight is fear of who you really are Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's yeah. interesting. According to a research paper on the subject, it is estimated that 70% of people will experience something that is known as imposter syndrome in their lives. Yeah, all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah? yeah. I think more so when you're younger, but as you grow older, you're sort of more comfortable in your own skin. Well, okay. Yeah. yeah. And it says this is a condition where you don't feel worthy or deserving of the success that you are. No one um, knows us better than ourselves. So it's like guilty pleasures or something that you hate and love. You, uh, you know where you come short and others might think you excel, but you know yourself and you kind of can't take credit for something. You know that maybe somebody's just perceiving it like this. 
which is an interesting one. So all the time, imposter syndrome. Yeah, like I'm guilty. Yeah, I'm I'm totally guilty <laughs> of that. Like when I'm asked to moderate events or, or host an event, I'm always like, oh, are you sure? You're like, yeah, yeah, you're really lively. You know, mm. I'm like, oh, I don't know, I'm really not that great. And yeah. they're like, oh, well, you did a good job last time. So, but you often question and you often think, oh, you're public speaking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> going back to that. And, but this, oh no, but, following a script though. Yeah, but so, the thing is, they're saying that do. it is good news. It, it's good news in that everyone is in the same boat. Okay, so you're not the only one and everyone has dark sides and things they're not proud of and shortcomings. Um, but it's about forgiving yourself and just accepting and moving on. Mm. Okay, we're now almost at the end here. Now what's done? Right, okay. <laughs> now, number nine, fear of loss of the known. All right. Many people think that we're scared of the dark, scared of shadows or scared of making a big change in our life. It's because we're scared of the unknown. But you cannot fear something that you do not know. Nobody is afraid of the unknown. What your real fear is loss of the known. That's interesting. I, I kind of took a while to figure that one out. Hmm. So your primitive mind sees any loss of the known as a threat, whereas your higher mind see it as, sees it as an opportunity to grow and learn. So things that you know, and then you think, if I didn't know that, or if that wasn't there, mm -hmm. what would I do type thing? Yeah, that's very deep. So last one, fear of what's next. This is quite appropriate just at two o'clock when, <laughs> when I'm thinking, okay, what's she going to do after I leave? Um, nobody knows what 